the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. What is your true value? How would you explain that or describe that? What is your true value? Well, the cross supplies the answer. That's it. In the Bible, there are many titles given to God, each describing certain attributes of His love for us. Abba Father is the name Pastor Jack Morris will explore today, a name that describes the close intimate relationship we can have with God, a God who knows our strengths, weaknesses, and our beginning and end. So let's go now to today's message, The Plan of Love. Do you have a Bible in your hand? Do you have the joy of the Lord in your heart? Oh, you're all right. (laughs) We're okay. Okay, hold it up and say, this is the Word of God. God. I'll put it over your heart. You pray with me. Father, I thank you for your Word. word. May the power of the risen Christ come to us today. May it come to us in worship and in the ministry of the word. Bless every heart present. I give my heart to you to receive your holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you put on the screen the course, Abba, Father? Okay, Abba Father, Abba Father, deep within my soul I cry. Abba Father, Abba Father, I will never cease to love you. Father, Father, Jehovah Shammah, you are the one who's standing near. Abba Father, Abba Father, I will never cease to love you. The scripture says in Romans 8:15, let me read it to you. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And in him we cry, Abba, Father. In him we cry, Abba, Father. You received the spirit of sonship, meaning whether you're female or Male, that has nothing to do with this passage that says sonship because it says everyone now in Christ has sonship privileges, sonship blessings. Back then, a son and a daughter, the son was honored, the daughter was not honored. But today, God honors, honors us all, all in him, in him. Praise be to the Lord. I had to write myself a few notes lest I 
forget something. I've been known to forget. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What is your true value? How would you explain that or describe that? What is your true value? Well, the cross supplies the answer. That's it. The cross supplies your true worth. Let me read it again. I want you to look at it on the screen. It is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. In unison, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now look at it. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Friend, we read over that like, like on December the 25th, that's Christmas. No. What is it? Third Sunday of Thanksgiving. Uh, Third Sunday of November, that's Thanksgiving. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. We, We just read those and say those things. I looked at that. I read it. And and spiritually, it staggered me. God made Jesus, designed Jesus, equipped Jesus, who had no sin. Who on earth ever lived who had no sin? But he made him guilty of sin. Not his sin, but our sin. Imaginable. I can search the commentaries and read the scriptures And no explanation anywhere comes near that. That's beyond explanation. Why did he do that? So that in him we might become right with God. That's what righteousness means. So that in him. You can't be right with God without Jesus. Jesus is the one that makes us right with God. And here he did it. God devised a plan. Jesus and the Father coveted together in eternity past, long before time began. I'm talking about things that you and I cannot even imagine. We can't imagine life without a wristwatch, life without a clock, life without a calendar. We can't even imagine that. But even before that time, God and the Father got together and devised a plan to redeem us, to save us, to bring us into the family of God, into a right relationship with God. Why would the Father and the Son get together and talk about me? Thousands or millions of years before I was ever born, talk about you? In Matthew 13, verse 35, the prophet, I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. And that's what I'm going to do now in this message today. Things hidden from the foundation of the world. But when Jesus came, those things that were hidden were revealed. And we know them today. But we're having a hard time for allowing those hidden things to get a hold of us and for us to get a hold of those hidden things. So I'm going to talk about those hidden things because I have the word of the prophet and I have the fulfillment of those words through Jesus Christ. Those things that were hidden uh, 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 is uh, the plan of salvation. 
Now again, verse 21, the plan of salvation. How is God going to do that? How is he going to get me out of this world into that world? How is he going to do that? Is he going to send a jet? (laughs) How is he going to do that? But he's going to do it. And he says, God made Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us. God did it. God did it. How? He made Jesus who had no sin. Why did he do that? Verse 21, look at it again. So that we could be made right with God. There's no other way to be made right with God but through that plan that the Father and the Son coveted together in eternity past. Now thousands or millions of years may have passed. Who knows? Because this happened before time began. And then in the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. The day finally came that God now is going to implement that plan. Everything God does, God's going to fulfill it. And the years passed and maybe a lot of people forgot that God had a plan. But God didn't forget his love to us to bring us into his kingdom. And the time came when Jesus came to earth. The scripture says God sent forth his son made of a woman. I mean these are staggering statements. (laughs) And Jesus came forth teaching healing, forgiving, miracles, casting out demons. And then at about age 30, uh, he began that, that miracle teaching, healing, forgiving ministry. And then at about age 30, the time now is very near for him to go back to the Father. He knew it. He was right on time. Somebody many, many years ago said, God's trains run on time. I want to run my life on time for the Lord Jesus. I don't want to be always trying to run catch up. I want to be right there. And I know I haven't always been, but God is merciful and he's helping me along the way and I still have a lot to learn. And I'm still learning. I'm still a follower. I'm still a disciple as you are also. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. So Jesus knew that his time had come to leave this world and to go back to the Father where he came from. Matthew, Luke, John, chapter 13. So he takes his disciples into the Garden of Gethsemane 
And then going a little farther, he fell on his face. My Savior falling on his face? That was an act of submission. He fell on his face. And then he says something like this that is so mysterious. He says, Father, or Abba, he says Abba, there it is in the book of Mark. He said Abba, referring to that intimate relationship that he had. He knew he had a relationship and he knew that it was close and it was intimate. He said, Abba, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Now notice, if there's any way in God's heaven and earth, don't force me to drink this cup. Don't let me drink this cup. Take this cup from me, if it is possible. He went on to say and remind the Father, he said, Father, all things are possible with you. Think, Father God. Think, think. Come up with a plan. Do you know in Mark's gospel when Jesus said, if there's no other way, if you'll notice, there's a semicolon there. Look out for those periods. Those semicolons. A semicolon means God never said a word in answer. Because Jesus knew where he was. He knew the covenant. And he quickly said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Friend, can you say that when you're going through a hard place? We want to say this, and we usually do, God, get me out of here. (laughs) God, heal me. God, supply. Whatever. But Jesus fell on his face. I mean, it's all about you and me today, this scripture. These are the things that were hidden that were spoken by the prophet, that I'm speaking to you now. I'm just echoing the words of the prophet. He fell on his face and he prayed, Abba, Father. Now the the cup, well, what was in that cup? Well, I see grape juice or, or blood this represents. But three times the father Put it to the lips of Jesus. The father himself walks over. Drink it. And Jesus recoiled. He backed off. He ran away from it. Then he comes back and father goes over and says, drink it. Friend, there's no other way for you to get to heaven or to have peace and joy in your life if Jesus hadn't taken that cup and drank it. Because in that cup, here are the contents Every sin that every man, woman, and child ever committed from from Adam and Eve all the way up to today and until Jesus comes, every imaginable sin was in that cup. The slime of mankind, the filth of mankind, the rottenness of the earth, And here is one who knew no sin. He knew no sin. But God now is going to make him sin. Not his sin, but the filth of mankind. And Jesus loathed it. He talks to the Father, Jesus does. 
Abba Father, an intimacy. This cup, if I take that sin into my body, there will, no, there will not be any intimacy between us. There's always been an intimate relationship. Intimacy with God was important to God, and it should be important to us, and I think it is. He knew that he was going to be without the Father. And he could not stand the thought of it until he cried out on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why? Because I drank the cup. I drank sin. And God turns his face and the darkness came over the earth because God cannot look upon sin. You can't pray around it. You can't pray over it. All you can do is to confess it. And then God takes it away. Immediately, God takes it away. He'll take that sin away. Listen to what Jesus says to the Father. The disciples are way back there. It's just him and God. And he says, my soul. You have a soul. Listen to what the Savior talks about his soul. He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. In other words, sorrow is so great that it's about to kill me. Have you heard of anybody, you've heard, you heard of people dying of cancer, people dying of heart attack, but I've never seen on a death certificate, cause of death, sorrow. Sorrow, because my soul is overwhelmed. It means that sorrow, like a wave of the ocean, has come over me. I'm hidden. I have been baptized in sorrow. Sorrow has Put me out of the sight of man and out of the sight of God. I'm overwhelmed with sorrow. Friend, I don't know, but somehow you and I used to enjoy sin. We loved sin. Many people are planning it, loving it, and doing it. But look what it did to Jesus. Sin. If it is possible, the Father said no. You know why the Father said no to Jesus? So he could say yes to you. If he had said yes to Jesus, you and I would have gone to hell forever. Forever! But he said no to Jesus and yes to us. We sang a moment ago when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. I scarce can take it in. I can't take it in. When I was in divinity school, I had a dear professor. I think if I, I almost said if I ever met a saint, that I have met a saint, that I see a lot of saints here today. But this man went to India as a United Presbyterian missionary as a young man. And he had a terrible nervous breakdown. For two years, he lived in darkness until God brought him out. And he kept praying prior to that time, God help me to understand Gethsemane. I can't understand Gethsemane. Would you help me to understand it? Well, friend, be careful what you pray. This man went into Gethsemane and sorrow and darkness in a mental hospital covered him. Well, God healed him and brought him out. And he came to the college where I was, the Bible college. And I remember sitting in his classroom and him telling about his experience. 
and how I sat there with other boys and girls, young men and women, studying for the ministry. And the tears just came out of my eyes. I couldn't hold back. That man had an experience with God. Friend, we talk about God. We sing hymns. But do we have any idea what an intimate relationship with God is like? I pray that it will happen to us today. Friend, you and I had sin in our soul, in our very bloodstream, in our very life. There was no way we could overcome some of those habits, some of those thoughts, some of those dispositions, some of those attitudes. Some of those ugly dispositions and attitudes are hellish. Friend, you need to confess, and I need to confess to the Lord. Our blood was no match for sin. Sin was our eternal death. We were dying in sin. And Jesus comes with his precious blood. And he takes that cup. Here's the germ of diphtheria injected into the horse. Jesus takes the cup of our sin and he drinks it into his own bloodstream. And now he carries that cross up Golgotha Hill and that blood is being pumped through his body. There was a war. Hell and heaven had met in his bloodstream. No wonder he fell. He couldn't keep going. But on that cross... When they drove the nails and they thrust in the spear into his side, victorious blood came forth. And when you confessed your sin, you had an injection of heaven, an injection of life, an injection of redemption. It came into you. Not your life, his life. And today you have the spirit of God within you. Today, you can cry out, Abba, Father, beloved Father. You couldn't cry out, beloved Father. You and I were of our father, the devil. But today, there's been a redemption. We've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. It happened in the blood. Overcoming blood. Jesus took our Gethsemane, our garden of Gethsemane. And now he gives to us the garden of paradise. He says to the thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Friend, today you can have a paradise relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Abba Father, beloved Father, dear Father, 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 Jesus our Savior, Abba Father. I can call God Abba exactly like Jesus called God Abba. I have a relationship I'm an heir and a joint heir. So are you in Christ. Are you ready to come to the altar today? All right, will you bow your heads with me, please? Abba, Father, so loving and so tender. You didn't require anything of us except confess in repentance. When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That is all you required. The easiest thing in the world is to become a Christian. There's nothing we can do because Jesus did it all. And we give you thanks. If you're not a Christian, where you are now, 
Ask Jesus to come into your heart. The blood of an overcomer has washed away your sins. Christian friend, if you become a little slack, that intimacy is not quite there like it once was. Today you can get it back. Turn back to the Lord. Jesus did it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. The blood of Jesus washed it all away. He who had no sin was made sin for us. Now and all eternity, I will thank you and praise you for what you did for me. I didn't even ask you to do it, and yet you came and did it. And now I can believe. Now I can receive the plan of love. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't it encouraging to know that we have an Abba Father, a God who doesn't force His will on us, but allows us to meet Him in our own way, with an intimacy that can only be experienced through the relationship of Creator to the created. I invite you to reach out to God in prayer, thanking Him for His love and close relationship He longs to have with you. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.